0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 160, where we're going to talk about, for all of us as coaches, that we sometimes emphasize the negative a little bit too much, and we want to talk about ways to make sure that we're helping our players learn the lessons that we want them to learn um, in a more positive way. But before we do that, let's get into our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for Everything Fast Pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support Everything Fast Pitch at the same time. Also, want to talk about patreon.com slash pitch, Folks, we still need more of you. We still need more people to become on board as patrons. We're still running in the red. We're closer to breaking even than we were. You know, the fact that we've added 10 or so... Patrons in the last month or six weeks has really been helpful. The fact that we've added an additional sponsor has been helpful. But the reality is we're still coming up in the red. And if we keep doing that, you know, the the number that's in the red is a lot smaller than it was six months ago. So I'm optimistic. But I'm still not going to keep doing this forever if I keep losing money. So if you see value in what we're doing, please, 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 become a patron if you can. You go to patreon.com/slash everything fast, which it's five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. And if 25 or 30 of you would come on board at somewhere in that range. We'd be back in the black. I know I told this story a couple of weeks ago. We had a four month period where we actually broke even. And that was the four month period that we had a welding company come on board as a sponsor and sponsor us for way more than the usual amount because the owner of the welding company is a softball guy. Right. Well, you know, eventually his other shareholders and people like that, like, why am I you know, spending all this money for a, podcast uh, they ended up having to stop doing it so that's been the only time uh, in the history of everything fast pitch almost five years now that we've you know, had uh, in the black situation so please if you can pitch you, in help uh, yep. help us out again five ten or 20 bucks a month go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch coach Don and I desperately need your help and we would love to have the support we really do appreciate the patrons that have been supporting us you all are rock stars without you we would have gone out of business a year ago so we do appreciate it. Uh, But again, we need more people who are taking advantage of what we're doing, more people of of the thousands of you that listen to come on board and help support us if you can. So Don, one of the things that I deal with all the time with players is this idea that this game is is designed to show us all the things that we're not good at. It's designed to challenge us. It's designed to make success really difficult to attain. Sure. And so the general... Feeling that most kids have is, um, and the general way that most kids are coached is a never-ending list of all the things they're doing wrong, instead of the list of things that they're doing right. And that's the thing I want us to change. And I think it starts with us as coaches. And don't get me wrong; if we watch our players closely enough, we can always find something that they need to do better. If you watch Jocelyn Alo slow enough enough times on the high-speed film and all that stuff that we've talked about in the past, you're going to find something about her swing that's not quite right. you find something that you would, in, you would change, that you would want to improve. Now, part of the reason a player like that becomes so great is that they're always aware of the things that they need to do to improve. But another reason why a player like that becomes so great is when she does something well, she enjoys doing it, and she has fun doing it, and she reinforces the positive when it happens. She's the greatest hitter, one of the greatest hitters this game's ever seen. But for all of us, we need to have more emphasis on reinforcing the stuff that we're doing right, because without that, I don't know why anybody wants to play this game. No, I think uh, that's an exciting topic
1: for us here today, Tori, because we've seen it many times when we've got athletes, there's two sides of that. They'll hit five great line drives, and then they'll pop a ball up, and their head goes down, their shoulders go down. They look like they're miserable, and I'm like, you just hit five amazing line drives in a very competitive setting, and you just, you missed one. Yeah, but I'm not perfect, right? And it's not designed. Just like you said, it's one of the toughest things that that we can do in sports is to try and hit a ball, and being successful at that is failing six out of ten times, and that's really tough, but we've also got times when we have a tough training uh, session, and You know, we do pop a lot of balls up, but we're not having as good a a round or a workout as we typically would, but we're still putting forth the effort. We're still taking the cuts. We're still applying all the, you know, mental uh, focus to try and do better, to perform better that day, but we still have a tough day. But we've done our part that day, and we need to feel accomplished. We need to feel like, you know, that the hard work we did is moving me towards my goals, even though today wasn't a perfect day. And if we don't, at least inside, feel some type of excitement or gratification in the fact that I put forth all my best effort today, and it just wasn't my day. And that's part of the deal. And if I beat myself up too much, I'm not going to want to continue doing that or or to get to that big goal that we might have.
0: Well, and you touch on a couple of things that I think are really important, Don. And the first one to me is Helping players understand that every time they hit the ball well, every time they take a good swing, every time they make a good pitch, every time they feel the ground ball, every time they do something correctly, well, you know, positively, in their mind, it should feel like the jackpot on the slot machine in Vegas. I got a you know? prize. Yeah. I did something. And, and yeah. I started doing something a couple of years ago with players, but of course I have to explain to all of the kids I work with what you know the slot machine sound is. <laughs> But you know, we'll we'll have periods during a lesson where if they hit something well, if they do something really well, if they're accomplishing what we're working on, I'll just go ding, 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 ding. And that's just code for you should be really proud of what you just did. You should be excited. You should be happy. You should have that, like, I just won the jackpot feeling because you just did something really, really positive. And the reason I think that's so important is if we spend all our time picking at it, we can find... Find something wrong with every, every single swing. yeah. You know, you have a player who hits a screaming line drive, and we slow down the video, and we watch it on super, super slow motion, and we see that the bat angle was off by two degrees, or that they're tenth of a second late, or whatever it is. Yep. And so we break it down, and we spend all our time, well, you know, you needed to be a tenth of a second faster, or you needed to, you know, change the bat angle by three degrees, or whatever it is. And all that kind of stuff becomes so overwhelming that for some of the players that I've worked with, I don't know how they could possibly ever have any fun playing the game because they get that stuff all the time. Even, I, even you saying
1: that, Tori, when you were talking about what a great hit, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then when you said, but you're off by
0: a little bit, I, I felt deflated. Right. I
1: felt like my shoulders wanted to go down. I'm like, oh, okay. It wasn't that good then.
0: And so us as coaches, we have to make sure, and again, it's a balancing act. We need to always be making corrections, but if we're making corrections in an environment where all we're doing is correcting without any reinforcement, we're going to be in a big, big, hard place trying to help kids get any better. And, you know, one of the things that unfortunately most of the kids we work with are too young to have ever had like a psychology course, but all of us that have had, you know, that, you know, psychology 101 in college, remember that the most positive way to learn something, the most in, impactful way to learn something is positive reinforcement. And so if somebody does something right and you give them an atta baby, a pat on the back, that's a good thing. But the most important positive reinforcement that a player can ever have is from themselves, that in the that's heart sad. of hearts, yeah. when they know that was dead on, that was really good, man, that felt great. Oh, I, I, I want to do that again. And that's the reason why that positive reinforcement is so important, because it makes them want to do it again. And unfortunately, we have a lot of kids playing this game that they take a beautiful swing, they hit a screaming line drive, and they'll automatically instantly go to what could have been better, you know, what they should have done, you know, why that wasn't quite perfect. And again, you know, the chase for perfection is one thing. But the chase for perfection without any fun along the way means I'm probably not getting very far down the road. Or expecting that that's going to actually happen. Right. right. Second part that I wanted to talk about just that you mentioned was, you know, when kids go through training sessions, when they go through a lesson or they go through a practice, one of the things that I've thought for a really long time is I think we do softball and baseball backwards. What happens is kids go to practice and let's say they take a hundred swings. If they didn't hit a hundred balls hard, they think they had a bad practice. It was a fail. Yeah. If they come to one of my lessons or one of your lessons and they take a hundred swings, if they didn't hit every ball hard, they think it was a failure. And the reason that's so damaging is because what I think most of them do then is they set themselves up to believe they had a good practice or a good lesson by working on the stuff they're already good at. So we see this all the time. And we talk about human nature is the enemy for most yeah. of us in in this game. If I say, Don, you know, I want you to hit 100 off the tee, human nature is pretty simple. You're going to put the tee dead down the middle because you already know you're really good at hitting that. You're going to hit 100 screaming line drives right back up the middle, and you're going to walk out that day with a little bit of exercise, a little bit of muscle memory, and absolutely no improvement because you just spent your time doing only the stuff that you're already good at.
1: Well, I've had that conversation with many, many, many players about... Feeling like we're as coaches that we're not able to challenge them because they get so deflated or they get so worked up. I mean, they get pretty emotional even sometimes when, when they're not able to hit an outside pitch to right field as a right-handed batter, right, um, comfortably and to do it consistently. When they're not able to do that, they're not going to get better at it by hitting that pitch down the middle. Perfect. Right. And if we can't challenge them and we can't create an environment where they do struggle a little bit, then they're not going to grow as a player as, as quickly. Right. Um, and just like you're saying, if, if we throw them 50 outside pitches and they hit three of them well one week, they still have to feel okay and be excited to try and get right. six the next week and then nine the next week. And right. now all of a sudden, half of them, we're hitting, striking them pretty well to right field but if we as coaches are afraid to challenge them that way because it's going to be so deflating or so emotionally traumatizing that we just lay it down the middle we're not going to grow as quickly as an athlete as we might like to. Right. So, and
0: and and that's where I think this whole discussion about emphasizing the positive reinforcement and positive, you know, helping them understand why this is something that they should be celebrating. So, if we start off okay, we're going to spend, you know, this next 10 minutes working on just the outside pitch. And, you know, they struggle and they struggle and they start to get frustrated and say, you, know, you know, we're going to keep working at it. You know, you're doing some things. If if they, let's say they start off and the first, you know, couple that you toss to them outside, they're cheating like crazy and, you know, almost stepping over home plate to hit the outside pitch. Well, when we fix that, we're going to celebrate that. So, all right. Hey, you've already fixed your footwork. That part's great. You, you've already done this. You should really be proud of that. That's a you know really important first step. And then the next five or eight or 10 you know they're reaching way out in front and trying to hit the ball 15, 20, 30 inches in front of home plate, so they're trying to hook everything to left field. Then okay, here's what we need to do. Here's where you need to make contact with it. Then the first time that they actually let the ball get deep, even if they foul it off, sure. Oh man, that's awesome. That's great. Wait, you now that's that's exactly what we're trying to do. And the more we can sell them on those little victories, eventually the little victories, as you said, three becomes six, six become 12, 12 becomes 24. And all of a sudden they love the outside pitch or they love the inside pitch, you know, to go with our discussion about getting jammed up on the Everything Fast Pitch podcast this week. The whole idea is it's up to us to set the tone. And if we're frustrated because I threw you 50 pitches outside and you didn't get it today, Well, you're never going to work on it again. We just leave it at that, right? Yeah. If uh, I'm excited because out of the fifty that I threw to you outside today, you hit five really good, and you were close to hitting five more really good, and that's ten more than ever before in your life, we should be jumping up and down and ready to pop the champagne because we should be so excited about the fact that we're making that kind of progress.
1: I was going to say, and just like you said, but that's when that inside, you know, pat on the back has to happen too. We got to have that part. For the emotional piece to be right. comfortable, and, yeah. and
0: and that's something you know that us reinforcing it is great. But I have that that flat discussion with kids all the time. I said, if you're not going to enjoy it for you when you do something well, you need to stop playing this game. And they kind of look at me like I'm like I'm crazy. At first, said, you know, you've signed up to do one of the hardest things in the history of history. You're trying to hit a round ball with a round bat that somebody's throwing not... fifty, sixty, seventy miles an hour. And no two you, of them are the same. And, and you think you should be able to perfectly hit every single one of them 100% of the time. How crazy is that? You know, and we just kind of keep breaking it down. So when you do really well on a test, before you even get home to tell your parents, you're kind of like basking in the glory of that all day long, you right? Did you did you're, like, you're, you're, you're you can't wait to get to your phone to text mom and dad, say, hey, I aced the biology test. Well, that feeling that you have before you can get to the phone to tell anybody else that you did great, that's the feeling you need to have as a softball player, but you need to have it every time something really good happens. And for some of us, something really good could be for a young player. The first time they actually hit the ball, to right field, when they should hit it, the right field. If it's the first time they've ever done it and they don't enjoy the heck out of it, they're not going to care enough to try to do it again. And so we just got to keep building on that. And again, because a lot of these kids are such perfectionists. There's only so much of that that you can solve as their coach. Because a lot of that's, you know, being fed into them at home, right? You know, maybe you have a parent meeting with your team at some point in time and say, hey, I, w- I know you want your kids to be great, but you expecting them to be perfect isn't going to help them be great. Well, so
1: I was going to say too, Torian, when you mentioned the grades, that's part of our thing because many of these athletes are fabulous students in school. The good or bad is not, uh, you know, anything less than a hundred on some of your quizzes is almost unacceptable, but you're not going to get a hundred out of a hundred in softball.
0: The moral to the story is really pretty simple. We have to understand human nature. We want to be able to challenge kids. And if we don't challenge them, if we don't give them the motivation to challenge themselves, they never will. So it's up to us as coaches, to teach them how to enjoy it. You know, whether it's something as simple as ding, 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 ding. And none of them are going to understand it when you tell them at first, but you explain to them, Hey, I won the Big pile of money when I pulled the uh, lever on a slot machine once. Every time something good happens in my life now, I kind of go back to that ding, 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 ding feeling. And guess what it makes me want to do? Do it do again. It again. And do it again. And do it again. Oh, oh, Eventually, there's going to be a payoff. So that's going to wrap up episode number 160. Make sure you uh, support Anderson Bat and go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. You can go to our fastpitchprep.com website, order your SquareCuts training discs there. You can also uh, have access to the YouTube channel and the blogs. There's a ton of information available to you. Um, We would love for you to take advantage of that. As always, please reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Nominations for Player of the Week for Everything Fast Pitch or any questions, ideas, suggestions, things you want us to talk about, Coach Don and I are always looking for ideas. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.